1: Is it bad to be a powerful man these days? Why can some guys flirt without being offensive? And what can you do if you're strongly attracted to someone but afraid it's going to get you in trouble? Sex, power, desire. In the wake of what's been happening recently, more and more men are afraid their sexual turn-on is going to get them in hot water. But is repressing that desire really the best way to deal with it? And can we learn how to own our sexual power without becoming a harassing, macho jerk? Jana James spends her days helping men find real power to create better relationships, careers, and legacies. Today, we're going to discuss what's possible for those of us who want to be an ally to women without living in fear. Let's talk about power. There's a shit show going on right now between the men... And ladies?
2: Major shit show. What,
1: what do you see happen- through your lens? Because you work with men primarily. You've worked with women as well. But you've you're, you really got this sweet spot of work with men, specifically around power. And there's, if you just say powerful men, it's, that's, almost a, that's a pretty polarizing statement for some people. The people get scared of this idea of of powerful men because they assume that that means they're going to have power over somebody. That they're going yeah. to assert their power over somebody is going to be sexual or it's going to be happen in the workplace or that kind of thing. And so, when, when I'm just curious for you, when when you tell people you help men step into their power more, people look at you like, "Are you crazy?" That's the that's that's the whole <laughs> problem in our culture is because power don't uh, pe- men don't not understand how to use
2: power. Right. Well, to be honest, as you said that, I was like, "Do I even say that?" I don't say that because I think I'm afraid of the response, right? But I think that there's such a misunderstanding of power, right? Like when I when I look at what's happening in the world right now with the Harvey Weinstein, the Louis C.K., Charlie Rose, Matt Lauer, I mean, right, we can go on and on and on. Um, it seems like because these men have a lot of power that, you know, there, there is there's an abuse of power, right? But ultimately what I think is that it's actually coming from a place of powerlessness or that feeling inside of, I don't have the power to actually have the connection, the affection, the intimacy, the love I want. I don't know how to get it. I don't even know if it exists. I don't know if it's possible. When I even try to talk about it, I'm shamed and blamed and attacked. And so I feel like we have this twisted sense of power and powerlessness where powerlessness starts to look like power. On the outside? Does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, it shows up a couple ways, right? We can think of the nice guy syndrome, the guy who's going to submit, be submissive to others and try and people please. And that's a way that he manipulates and finds power. And then there's this other part, which is I'm going to take from you. I'm going to use this stuff to basically have power over you. And what you're saying is this is essentially two sides of the same coin, which is the guy really doesn't understand... Power. He doesn't understand how to work with it. And so it just reminds me of being a young boy and looking up to what I thought were powerful figures, but they were usually just macho... Archetypes, you know the the right. Rambo.
2: the the macho jerk or the new age wimp, right? They were just these macho jerks in a way.
0: Yeah, but it was it was the
1: it was like if I could be that guy, if I could be Rambo, I wouldn't have to worry about feeling like I wouldn't feel scared anymore. There was there was these equations yeah. that we came up with. I just had a ton of money and I was Batman, or I was one. This, this I would have an escape from this confusing place that I feel with parents or with a partner or other people at school. So we. And I don't, we don't outgrow that necessarily. We spend our whole lives thinking, okay, if no. I get to this place of power, then I, I'll be able to escape this scary feeling.
2: Yes. And I love that you're saying that, right? Like I'll be able to escape the fear, the fear of not being good enough for some people, the fear of not being lovable for other people, the fear of, you know, what I actually want seems to be a problem for the world. What do you, you mean know? by that? What does that mean? Like, well, when I think about men in particular and the way we have our culture set up, you know, if you are in a monogamous long-term relationship or somewhat if you're dating, I mean, this this is really in the realm of sex and love and intimacy because I think that's a big part of what the shit show is right now, oh, right? Yeah. So that's part of where I'm focusing. Um, if you're in one of these long-term relationships or sometimes dating, like, you have a specific path to get these needs and desires met. Sexual. Right? Intimate. Mm -hmm. Intimate. Even affection. Even touch. Like, so many of the men I work with who are single are like, I haven't been touched. You know, my hand, my arm, I haven't had a hug in weeks, months, some of them years. I mean, you know, every once in a while there's family or there's a friend, but... You know, that that is, I mean, that's a horrible feeling.
1: Right. It, and it's, and I, I what I'm think, also getting is like, there's that sexual touch, but there's, there's also just that validation of I'm lovable, I'm wanted. Yes. And if I don't get right. that need, I'm going to act out.
2: Yeah. And I think they get collapsed, right? I think for men, one of the only ways I've seen for, I mean, you tell me if this is true, um, you know, as especially young men and growing up in, in more of the general culture as opposed to, you know, we've, we've been in a slightly alternative culture, you and I, in this kind of world of transformation and workshops. And, but, um, yeah, that sex gets collapsed and men can have affection or that love or validation. Often the main way to do that is through sex.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm okay. If she has sex with me, I'll be okay. If she desires me, I'll I'll feel okay. I'm going to be, that, that's, it's not even necessarily sex itself. It's just that, right? Just that somebody finds me desirable and wanted. Where does that come from? I guess that. How does that play out? Is like if, if I'm not getting enough of that, I'm going to seek other places, and I'm just going to impose myself on others. Is that what? What? How that shows up?
2: I think so. I mean, when I think about it, I think, wow, okay, there are these powerful urges, and you know. Feelings and desires and sensations within our body, both men and women. And, you know, people talk about, scientists talk about testosterone as a particularly intense, you know, hormone chemical that actually has it's, it's the like desire. It's like being
1: chained to an idiot.
2: Right. You've said that. I've heard you say that.
1: Yeah. The first 30-something years of my life, I was chained to an idiot. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, my testosterone levels are dropping. Finally. Like, I can... <laughs>
2: I finally could focus on something else.
1: Yeah, other than boobs every five seconds. It was just awful.
2: But then, then, when you pair that, right, with pretty much absence of sexual education, I was talking about this with one of my clients yesterday. He said, You know, I'm 36 and I feel like I shouldn't be having to ask you some of these questions. And I was like, But where were you actually, like, where would you have gotten the answers? You know, there's a little bit of sex education that's, we were saying it's more like anatomy education. But did anybody ever talk to you about intimacy or emotional connection or making love or, you know, my health teacher in eighth grade, it was like, have a good weekend and keep your pants on. We never had a deeper conversation about, well, why would you have sex or what are the other ways you can feel connected to another human being? How do we emotionally connect to each other? Because, you know, when you're emotionally connected, the drive for sex is sometimes lessened because there are some of those ways of feeling affectionate and connected, you know?
1: Yeah, the, the word I get is nourishment, right? Yeah. And so sex, on one hand, it can be nourishing to a degree, but it, it's, it may not feed that other, the other needs that I have. When I've talked to guys that have, um, they were pickup artists, and mm-hmm. they yeah. actually learned how to manipulate women in a certain way so that they could have sex more regularly, and they realized... I'm still empty. I'm actually not nourished by this. So there was the theory that more sex would be the thing that I would have me feel more complete and whole, but it wasn't. And so I can imagine, though, if I don't connect the dots from that, I'm just going to have to get more. I'm going to have to get more and more and more trying to find this insatiable, trying to feed this part of me.
2: Right. I just had the image go through my head of like uh, a starving hyena or a starving bear or there's been images in the news of these starving polar bears because the ice is melting. I mean, right. Horrible things are happening on this planet, too, as all of this is happening. And and where, you know, they start to come into this might sound like a long shot, but (laughs) they start to come into these human areas and and, you know, scavenge and attack right? Like they're starving. They need food somewhere. And it could be debated that sex is not a need. Sex is a desire. Some people have that view. Other people have a view like as a human being, you know, sex is a need, but think about people who are starving. And if we put these, you know, Maslow's hierarchy, right, we do have a need to feel connected, to feel loved, to feel, um, affection, when we're starving for that then we're going to do some really crazy things right to get those needs met as opposed to i was thinking about this the other day too as opposed to oh when i know that my desires whatever whether they're sexual or not like when i know that they're good and i know that i'm good innately then i start to have this mindset of oh how would I create this in the world? How would I co-create this? How would I collaborate with other people to-
1: To have ha- sex, to, 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 to enjoy those, to, to collaborate and create those experiences, you mean? A sexual right. experience? And
2: so we're talking about sex, but I think it goes far beyond sex, right? right. But sex is a very concrete example.
1: But if but right, we, yeah, so, but if we zoom out and what I'm getting is if, I, if this is a need and I don't actually know how to talk about or deal with this need,
2: yeah, and I'm, I've I'm never rep- been taught, really.
1: I'm repressing this. I'm pushing it down. And I've got, I've, I'm, ex- I'm expected to act a certain way or whatever. Like it just creates this pressure container. Yeah. And then um, I don't know how to talk about this. I don't know how to speak up. I don't know how to co-create with other people and do so in yep. a way that, hey, what would be mutual beneficial to you? It's, mm-hmm. it just, it's going to start to come out in different ways that are, that are just yeah. screwed up.
2: Right? and, and I I i'm not making it with, right
1: i'm not justifying but no, no, now we can no, start to understand it a bit better
2: yeah well right cuz i feel like uh, the tendency right now is to blame and shame and attack men but if we don't actually try to understand the root of this or what's causing this we're all
1: it's going to make it worse because we're we're basically going to have sent it down to the basement even more
2: exactly exactly right. and just in the past month the conversations i've had with men have ranged from, you know, my ex-wife is calling me a monster because I, you know, in some ways I was out of integrity because I flirted with women, but I never did anything sexual. But, you know, I wasn't, it's been 10 or 15 years since my need for affection and feeling wanted has been met and talked to another man who has had a relationship for 30 years with this wife and has been too scared to talk about sex, which. Wow. I mean, all of these, right, you could say, okay, a man needs to get some help or get some support or, you know, it's in his own integrity to be able to say what he wants and have these conversations or maybe he should leave the relationship. But then I think about how we raise our boys in this day and age, you know, how or how many of the men now were raised, like suck it up. Don't admit when you're feeling scared Or when you don't know what you're doing, you know, man Or even
1: acknowledge that you have a desire or a need. That that indicates some kind of weakness.
2: Exactly. It's it's a very complicated bind to be put inside of.
1: Don't look stupid. Don't appear needy. Don't appear vulnerable in any way. But the reality is, I have a need here. This is really strong for me.
2: Which is vulnerable.
1: Right. It's the truth. It's Mm -hmm. the truth. I have these needs. I have these desires. And I got to figure out how to work with this stuff, but I've got to do so in a certain way where I don't lose face. I've got to maintain this image. That's
2: what it looks like. Right. Because right. it looks like if I'm vulnerable, I lose face. If I admit some of these things, I lose face. And as I work with men and help them find that place inside where I think the source of their power comes from, which is it's okay that I want this. It's okay that I need this. And I'm sex or whatever else, right? Whatever, whatever it may be. Um, then it translates into this ability to say almost anything, right? There's to, a real power there. If yes. we're willing
1: to go through this place that l- may look like losing face, Then, then it opens up to all sorts of possibilities. But to this very I'm going to say young, underdeveloped part of ourselves, it looks like death. It looks like this is where we're going to be cast out of the crowd. We're going to be seen as weak. Um, I, I know men that would rather stay in a really screwed up situation in their lives rather than own what's going on for themselves and get help with it. It's the guy that won't ask for directions. It's the guy that won't go to the doctor. If he's, I'm, I'm going to raise my hand. I don't like going to the doctor. But it's just there's just yeah. things where it's just like, I don't want to have to look at myself or see myself in this way. I don't want to see those things. So I'll just continue to be ignorant and and suffer. Like I'll just yep. keep tolerating this stuff. But you're pointing us in the direction and say, well, if you're willing to look at this stuff and deal with it, then, then real power shows up. The power of the capital P exactly. shows up. I don't need exactly. to submit or... People please in order to get things, which a lot of guys do, these big mm-hmm. tough guys that say, oh, my wife runs the house kind of thing, got a you know, happy wife, happy life kind of thing. It's just like they don't know how to co-create with their wife. They're in, or the other version, which is I have to dominate. I have to domineer in order to get what I want.
2: Right. And, and part of what I see in that is one of those is heart based. And one of those is kind of sex or (laughs) sometimes I call it balls, right? Like the head, heart and balls or the head, heart and sex. Mm -hmm. It's like, we have these, these centers or these ways that we come to the world or relate to the world. Like if I'm a very heart centered person as a man, I am going to try to you know, love and care for the people around me. this is where sometimes the nice guy syndrome comes. If it's not balanced with that power or sexual power, which I think again, goes way beyond sex. It's more just this innate sense of capacity and I can handle anything that comes my way. Right. And then the other side is the men you were talking about who have more of that power, but it's not balanced by their heart and their care. It's not considerate.
1: It's not that it doesn't have appreciation for where the other person's coming from, which seems to point to why some guys can seemingly flirt and get away with it. And why Mm -hmm. others, when they flirt, it's like, get out of here. You're disgusting or you're creepy creepy," or whatever. And so, you know, you could look at, you could write down what was said and two guys can say the same same thing. thing, And, but one guy's going to go, it's going to be fine. And the other one is, so you're speaking to that now, which is, that one guy is able to speak up to it because he's showing consideration. He's showing Mm -hmm. appreciation. He gets that there's a human being here and and she has her desires and has her boundaries too.
2: Yeah. And she's not just here for my own needs and my own pleasure. She's actually here as another human being, like you're saying, you know, with her needs and her desires and her fears and her concerns. Right. And 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 I don't just see
1: her as a way to like get something. Like how do I get her to have sex with me? How do I get her to, you know whatever fill in the blank
2: exactly exactly
1: okay that's a huge one we could we could talk all day about that thing right there because a lot of guys are looking like what do i do we, we look at our behaviors we look at what did i say you know just even like the words that we said we don't really get where it's coming from or if the other yes. person is is feeling seen or appreciated or that there's a there's a um a human being there and i like to just for guys that that struggle with this and they don't really get it like think of that sales guy that that walks up to you from the kiosk in the mall Mm -hmm. and he starts this conversation and you're just like, oh God. And even though the guy's being nice and he says like, how's your day going and all this kind of stuff, you you might feel feel this like like, like,
2: cringing inside.
1: Right. Cause the guy just sees me as a sale. I'm just another number for that. And so I think as guys, we can get that part of it. And then we can start to imagine what it's like to be a woman On the Mm -hmm. other side of of that, and and recognizing, there's a lot of dudes walking up to her in the mall, like giving her some version of that energy and that that approach. Can you speak to that? uh, Well, well, right,
2: I was going to say also because I want to point to the other side, which is so many men I've worked with who've said, "I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that asshole. I'm actually almost trying to make up for that man." existing.
1: I'm going to be invisible. I'm going to be so her. I'm
2: going to be invisible. Exactly. I'm going to shut down my sexual desire and and I want to point to the difference between um desires or sensations in your body and then your actions, right? Cuz one of the things I work with with men is your feeling attraction or desire is is a kind of nourishment in your body when you let it happen. And you get to decide what you want to do with that. Right. So, I mean, I've had men, you know, sit in sessions with me and just talk about how they're like, well, I shouldn't let myself feel any pleasure in my body or I shouldn't let myself feel attraction because that's going to feel shitty to her. That's going to feel like I'm disrespecting her. You know, that's going to be
1: to just have um, a natural. She walks in the room. I feel a certain way. I got to shut yes, this down.
2: I've got to shut this down immediately. Mm. And my stance is, no, you know, feel it, feel the pleasure, feel the desire, feel that nourishment. And a lot of that, well, there's a skill to be able to expand, I think, to hold that much energy in your body without taking action on it, right? It's kind of similar to the energy during sex where it's like the energy rises and rises and rises and a lot of people want to just, you know, orgasm.
1: Yeah, get rid of it. Well, as as boys, we train ourselves to do that. We feel attraction, masturbate, ejaculate, get rid of that. Right.
2: So there is a skill to learn to actually be able to hold that much energy coursing through your body, feeling open, being able to still speak and communicate and not having to do anything with it. Right. The disrespect happens not in you feeling that way, but in how you take that and act.
1: All right, so let's okay. paint the picture. So, beautiful woman walks in the room. This guy gets turned on. Mm-hmm. What is it happens when he ha- he collapses? And he, like, I imagine him just he looks away. What what what's it like for you when, when you've noticed a man that shuts down? Do you feel like, oh, thank God, he's shutting it down, and I don't have to experience his no. turn on? Like, what's it like for you?
2: Well, a, I just want to then also bring in my own sense as a woman of. God, I wish this wasn't true, but I had the an experience the other day where I was just like, I am so terrified of being rejected that I'm in my own struggle over here. Right. So sometimes when a man totally shuts down, I just take it as like, I'm I'm over the hill. I'm not wanted anymore. <laughs> oh, <God>.
0: You know? <laughs> so there's it's, so there's
1: a whole other side of this guys, we're just not getting okay.
2: There is. There's a whole other side, and I actually. But what if you get a
1: sense that he is turned on, and he's, and now he's kind of ratcheting it down, or he's, yeah, he's like, he's pushing it down. Because I, I've done that for sure.
2: Uh, It's confusing. I mean, a, I feel. I start to feel a tension in my body and I, and I, the way I talk about this a lot is like a lot of women feel these things. Not all women have trained themselves to be able to put words to what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I start to feel a tension or a confusion in my body of like, what's going it's on? not comfortable. Yeah. What's going on? My spidey sense goes off. It's yeah. like there's something happening and I can't quite make sense of it. And like it's like this, there was a conversation
1: uh, happening about me and, but nobody's talking about it. Like there's just a sense. Well, exactly. Yeah.
2: And this is what you're saying. Like it's not, there's so much happening beneath the level of what you do and what you say, which is really what I focus on with men. Mm-hmm. And so this is pointing to it, right? Like women have this sense of something's happening here and it's 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 confusing and it's making my spidey sense go off and, I, I, I don't feel safe necessarily.
1: So that's interesting because that's what more what's happening more and more is stuff it, push it down. Yeah. It's not appropriate to actually feel this stuff, right? You're just even talking about the, the, what you're feeling this stuff versus acting out on it. And yeah. so the impact of that behavior is that for you at least, and I think that this is true for a lot of women, is that they don't feel safe at that level, they may feel safe, like, okay, he's not going to do anything, at least in that moment. Who knows, right? right. But that, that probably creates the scenario where he will do something. He will act out in another exactly. way. Exactly.
2: So, exactly.
1: but that, but even just that sense is like, oh, why do women feel, why is it uncomfortable to be around me? Why that this is speaking to that, like where there's just a felt sense. It doesn't feel good or natural to be there. And it's not about your sexual desires. The fact that we can't own that sexual desire and just let it be there in our body. Is that right?
2: Right, because on the other hand, you know, or another, another way is when a man's actually letting himself feel that pleasure, that lightness, that turn on whatever it is, right? Then he brings – if he's connected with his heart and he's not trying to just get rid of that energy by – you know, taking some really bold action or trying to make it okay. Like if he feels wrong about it, he's going to, well, I think it's David Data who talks about it's like a kink in a hose. And when you unkink the hose, you know, it just like right. it sprays all over the place versus, oh, I'm starting to feel this energy in my body. It's actually really pleasurable. There's nothing I need to do here except kind of feel nourished by it. Mm-hmm. And then... I can have a conversation with this woman and if I use this phrasing a lot and I don't know if this is going to make sense in this moment, but I often use this phrasing of like, what's the highest good for this connection right now? And a lot of the men I've worked with have actually felt relieved by that because then instead of going on a date or being in a moment where it's like, are you the one or are you not the one? Are we going to have sex? Or are we not going to have sex? Right? Like what actually is the best thing that could come out of this for both of us? Then we could be in a conversation, you know, each of us could be feeling some energy in our body, maybe there's something delightful about it, maybe there's something that feels nervous about it, but we're not taking it to the point of, God, we've got to do something with this, or we've got to solidify this, or if I'm a scarcity place, you know, you're the only person who I think I could have sex with or affection with or something like that with, so I've got to nail this down.
1: Right, we've got to do some I've got this energy in my body now. I have to do something with it instead of I can. Can I just allow this? This uh, this yeah. is what's happening in my body now. You know, this is a very similar tension that happens when we're laughing. We're at a we're at a yeah. comedy. Like imagine if you weren't able to laugh in a comedy club, you'd go nuts, right? Like your body would just <laughs> you just explode somewhere. That energy mm-hmm. comes out, but. I don't think we realize like, oh my gosh, what I'm laughing now. I have to do something with this. This means I have yeah. to, this means I'm not attracted to my wife anymore. This means like whatever. It's just, right. I just have a lot of energy in my body right now and that's okay. I can, mm-hmm. can I look, I could train myself to, ex, I can expand that capacity to be with that energy. I don't have to necessarily act out on it and I don't yeah. have to hide it and stuff it and become creepy and weird yeah. about it either. I could just sit in, and and so what does it look like for you when you see a man that's owning that energy and he's right with that? But he's also mm. not coming at you and being like, you know, I'm I'm really turned on and I want to fuck you right now. So like Right.
2: Well, right. Cause then what happens and a lot of the men I've worked with have have found that this is the case is that then sitting there having a conversation, whether we're looking into each other's eyes or maybe there's a little bit of touching like Fingers or hands or, you know, but even without that, just even talking or sitting in the same space together can feel as pleasurable, I would say, as even having sex, right? Even having a physical, sexual, genital experience, most people, I think, don't realize that you can – when when you're allowing that much energy and you're connecting with another person who's also allowing that much energy – you can be having a very intellectual or very, you know, just a regular conversation, but the energy can be so strong and so pleasurable that it's like you're making out even if you're not.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. And so sometimes, I mean, I've had experiences where sometimes it's very clear, like, wow, we're both feeling this energy. And one of us is in a relationship or, you know, there's some other reason why it's not going to go anywhere. But from a place of integrity, one of us or both of us has admitted like, wow, I'm feeling this energy and nothing's going to happen with it. But can I just recognize that this is my own body? I get to feel whatever pleasure I'm feeling. Right. And it doesn't even have anything to do with doesn't have to have anything to do with you. Mm. necessarily the person sitting across from me. So I think, I think when men don't let themselves feel and women too, when we don't let ourselves feel that kind of pleasure that another person can evoke in us, we cut ourselves off from some of what you were talking about, that nourishment.
1: It's well, and it's just it's, another form of power. It's, an, it's like it all this energy, it becomes a vitality. It turns into creative energy. Like exactly. it's like, I want to go do something with this energy now and not just yes. go, you know,
2: Right. That and thing. that's what I think of. When I think of sexual power or sexual energy, to me, it's just life force and life energy. Exactly. Right. It happens to be generated by a sensation that happens in our genitals. But when you actually expand it beyond that, it's just it's vitality and energy.
1: For sure. There's a guy that's that's experiencing his turn on and I'll say he's right with it. He's allowing it. What's it like for you to be around that, um, even if you're mm-hmm. not interacting with him and and I, I don't want you to expand your viewpoint because you're different. You're different from a lot of women. You know, yeah. there's women that have been traumatized. There's women that are going to see a man's turn on from another place. So I don't know how you can speak to these different perspectives. But yeah. but you know, I, I, one person is going to feel like, oh, great, now he's feeling this. Another woman's going to be terrified. Is that is that right?
2: Well, I yes, I think that's true and right. And women who have been traumatized and had really negative experiences sexually you know, they've got more barriers or, or some place things to work through to be able to feel relaxed or to feel safe or to feel trustworthy um, or to, to trust a man. But I think the, the thing I want to point out in there too, is just because you're feeling pleasure in your body, a woman may not even know that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like she might have a sense of it, that something feels good and relaxed, but she doesn't necessarily have a sense that you're feeling all of this energy pulsing through your body and you don't have to talk about it. And in a women's workshop I led, I remember this one woman who was saying like, she felt really embarrassed because she felt a lot of sexual energy running through her body. And she was afraid that men would know that. And then would judge her as being too much or too slutty or too forward or something. And we we ended up giving her this nickname in the workshop, Secret Orgasm. And it was like, <laughs> you can feel all of this. You don't have to let anybody know, but it's your own you know, vitality and pleasure in your own body.
1: Okay. So I can go through my day and I can have this experience. I don't necessarily have to communicate it with the other person. I certainly right. don't need to act out on it, but we got want to yeah. move away from oh my God, I'm having all this intensity in my body. I need to stuff it. It's wrong. It's bad.
2: Yeah. Right. And so going back to your question of what's it like for me to be with a man who's allowing that, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole range, but ultimately it lands in a place of, I feel more relaxed. I feel more at ease. I feel often like, oh, I can feel my own pleasure in my body. I'm aware of my body, not just my head or my mind or my thoughts.
1: Why is it relaxing to you?
2: Well, part of it is pleasure is relaxing, right? So, so I believe we're like tuning forks and we can feel each other. And so, you know, if you walk in a room and there's someone there who's really mad and angry, you might notice, right? Your body tenses up and feels going
1: on in here. Something's
2: going on. I have to kind of be on the defense or I have to be careful or Right. But when someone's more in a space of feeling pleasure or ease in their own body, we can kind of, you know, match that or we just do like as a tuning fork, we kind of tune into that. So I think that's why it has me able to relax is because there's actually a person across from me who's feeling pleasure and relaxation. Now, I feel like I'm responsible for my own state and I can feel that on my own. Right, I can feel pleasure and relaxation as I'm walking around in the world and as a really sensitive woman who's trained herself to pay attention, I notice how I feel different with each person I interact with.
1: I'm glad you, you spoke up about the responsibility piece because there's a there's a thing of like, I don't want to make her feel this way. I don't want to make mm-hmm. you feel this way. And there's a lot of that taking responsibility for other people's um, experience. That's,
2: State or experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the typical nice guy syndrome, right? I'm responsible mm-hmm. for other people and that kind of thing. And so I think it's a powerful part here. That's why I wanted to stick to this individual conversation today about taking responsibility for ourselves, taking responsibility for the intensity in our body. And then people mm-hmm. are gonna react however they react, but you don't need right. to stuff it and you certainly don't need to act out and impose anything on anybody.
2: Right. And if you're really sincere and a woman has a reaction and is just like, Why are you feeling so good? Or you know, or why are you feeling <laughs> why you have a turned boner? on?
1: Like what it right? you know, Yeah.
2: Right. Or yeah, it's like then if you're really sincere about, well, I could stuff this feeling in my body. I could try to tamp it down, but actually, you know, I'm just, I'm feeling pleasure. I'm feeling energy in my body and I don't need anything from you. I'm not trying to take anything from you. I don't need you to have a certain experience around me, right? I mean, you don't have to explain or defend yourself, but I think those are some of the things that if a woman challenged you or said like, you know, what's wrong with you? I've, I've heard of women saying, well, what's wrong with you? And, you know, you think you have a right to me or my body. And, and these are some really great men who are like, I, I don't, that, that's not what I want. I, but now I feel like I have to be defensive or.
1: You have to prove a negative essentially. Like I'm not this thing. Right. I, I want to try to stay out of the hypotheticals and more just getting a window into what it's like on this yeah. end and there's definitely more of a message of like, ooh, you better turn it down, cut this stuff off. It's not safe. It's going to get your mm-hmm. ass in hot water. I don't want us to lose that vitality. I don't want us to yeah. lose that sense of energy and power. And I also don't want us to resort to, well, better not make sure I don't have power over and I'm trying to manipulate people that way by right. then becoming submissive and I'm losing that sense because I don't think that's going to create very good relationships going forward either. So it's no. about this co-creating piece of, Hey, this is what's going on for me. What's going mm-hmm. on for you and recognizing that there's a, a human being there with just her own desires and wants and needs and also boundaries, like just recognize that's it. Yeah. But I think the, the takeaway is if I don't need that, I may want that. I may really want it right now. I may mm-hmm. really feel that
2: really want it,
1: but it's not the place to impose that. Or I, don't, I actually don't need her to be the one to do that for me or take care of me in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and that's tricky i remember being a younger man in college and and i'd be fine sitting at the bar or whatever and a beautiful girl would walk in and suddenly i was not okay anymore really, really not okay like i was really disturbed and just like oh my god like this incredibly frustrating pent up feeling and yeah. it just rippled out through my whole life of just not okayness and somehow and yeah it's just a wild situation so i could imagine being with a coworker and having that attraction day in and day out and struggling with that energy and not knowing what to do and being in a real bind
2: yeah you know it's interesting and this feels vulnerable for me to say but you know i had an experience where for the past month or so going through a breakup my the energy in my body was really low and you know i tend to walk around in the world pretty turned on and and feeling a lot of sensual energy and it's not necessarily always with people. It's just like, oh, the wind and the sun and the, <laughs> you know, and one of these women. And um, and for the past month or so, like that was very dampened. And I, I just felt because kind of the of break-
1: because of the breakup.
2: Yeah, because of yeah. the breakup and I just, I think my heart has been heavy and, you know, and I felt grateful in a way. I was like, wow, this is not as distracting. I think I I, I relate to what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not being driven by this mm-hmm. sensual or sexual desire. And then this week I've started, that's like my body started to come more online as my heart started to open a little bit more. And I remember this morning I actually went out for a walk and I was like, whoo, I'm feeling so much energy in my body. And I was like, fuck, this is bad in a way. And then I was like, no, it's not actually bad. It's actually really good. Why did you think it was bad? Because it's a lot to feel. It's it's like it's it's um it's almost uncomfortable to have all this energy in my body and realize there's no place I'm likely to have sex anytime soon. Wow. Like I'm not in a relationship anymore. I'm not really dating yet, you know. So it's a lot to when when I tense or kind of clench around this energy, it feels kind of like you were saying that frustrated, Oh God, like, Oh, I want to get some need met. Mm -hmm. But as I was walking and I was like, okay, what if I actually just breathe into this? What if I enjoy this? Then it actually becomes this pleasurable experience of like, I'm already having the pleasure in my body that I would seek through having a sexual experience. Does that make sense?
1: Well, really? Yeah. The sex would be pretty good too.
2: Well, sure. The sex would be really good, but (laughs) it's not an absence. It's not a pain that I'm feeling in my body. It's actually so much uh, energy or pleasure that it starts to feel painful that somehow it's not going to be met, but it already – this might be getting confusing, but it's already – pleasure.
1: Well, turn on is another high. I think that, you know, instead of it being, uh, like a, a, a burden, like, uh, oh, I'm carrying around this burden. Right. And I'm not, yes. it's not going to get met. I've noticed that I just enjoy being turned on. Exactly. I am, That's I what enjoy... I'm saying. You're just
2: saying it in a much simpler, more easily digestible
1: <laughs> way. <laughs> but there is just like a, like, oh, because it can happen for me. I, don't, I work from home. I see my wife, I see my daughter. I really don't see the world, and so. I can kind of get into a groove and realize I need some stimulation. I need to mm-hmm. kind of just see some new, new, new sights. Get out and and that kind of thing. And it's just like such a pleasure. Like oh, I'm feeling my turn on again yeah. in a different way than than it's just some more variety and some novelty there. And it's a pleasure to feel that, even though I don't attach like, oh my gosh, now I've got to. I've got to have you know relief from this, like
2: seeing. Well, right, it as but a, that's why it's pleasure for you, because right. if you do start to attach, I've got to get relief from this. I've got to get over this and back to this lower state of calm. Then it becomes a problem, right? Or it becomes more painful.
1: Yeah, I want I want to pivot because I we I, I brushed up against something there a minute ago. Yeah. About a scenario where a guy's at work and he's got a coworker and there's, there's tension there. He's turned mm-hmm. on it and, and there's frequent consistent contact and the energy's building. And it's one of those scenarios where there's a lot at stake and there might be some, you know, he's stuffing it down kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what can we do to help that, that guy out it, where it's, it's not safe to, it doesn't feel safe to express this tension or energy. Yeah. Uh, either because it'll damage a relationship or it'll damage his professional situation is there something we could do to help that that guy out
2: yeah I love that question because I do have men who come to me and you know that's part of what we're working with is like oh my god I'm around this woman every day and I do feel turned on and and I'm drawn to her but I don't want to threaten her or my work I don't want to be seen as you know someone who harasses and so um you know, the first part I would say is having somewhere you can go to actually talk about it is huge,
1: just to be able to say, right? "I'm so turned on by this woman at work,
2: yes, because often when we have, and i've i I've, I've had this with men too, like they have these fantasies that they've never spoken to anybody. And they have so much pull or energy because they've never been spoken. And once they get spoken, There's like, it's like taking some of the air out of the balloon, right? So if you're really drawn to a woman in the workplace, but you're, and, and you're not talking about it and you feel like it's bad, it's wrong, you shouldn't admit it, you know, to another soul, then you start to have more tension around it. And the. It's
1: like putting a lid um, on a boiling pot. Exactly. Just gets more pressure. Okay. So talk, find somebody where it's safe to talk about this and just express it and just get it out in the open. That'll move some energy.
2: Which might be a male friend, which might be a men's circle, or it might be you know a coach like you or me or someone who they're working with, where they can admit these things that might be seen as shameful.
1: And I would say not, not looking where somebody's going to give you advice on what to do, but just right. to, just looking for a place to just let it go. Let, let some exactly. of this gas out. Let some of the, yeah. yeah, okay, let some of the steam off. All right. So, okay. So talking to somebody about that. Great. So, all right. You still got to go to work the next day and be with this gal. Mm -hmm. What happens? Mm
2: -hmm. Ultimately, I think what we've been talking about, about the experience, like the willingness to feel the pleasure in your body without having to do anything with it and actually finding the capacity to expand your ability to have more energy in your body and have that be your baseline instead of this kind of lower state, that can also really help.
1: And I found that um, doing high intensity physical stuff is great for that. You know, pushing, pushing ourselves, training ourselves. Like when the brain says, no more, I can't do it. And obviously... I
2: can't do it. Yeah,
1: it's different than, you know, my knee's going to explode. It's not, it's it's different from that. There's just a a part of the intensity. It's like, I don't want to deal with intensity. You start to recognize I can handle a lot of intensity, whether it's physical from being on the bike and sprinting for 30 seconds or the intensity of, wow, she just walked in the room and she smells amazing today, you know, Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, another thing, another practice that physically is really helpful is to start to put some attention on your feet and your legs and your arms, which, you know, this may sound bizarre as you're hearing it, but a lot of the energy that happens when we're attracted to someone, you know, it's in our genitals, it's in our belly, it's in our kind of chest and our heart, like the center of our body is where there's a lot of that energy buzzing around, tingling Mm -hmm. around, right? And for some reason, I keep wondering about the science of this, but it works and it's worked for me and hundreds of people I've worked with. It's like as you start to actually put more attention on your legs and your arms and you really feel the sensation in those parts of your body, the energy that is stuck in the center of your body or just like like it's in a small container starts to be able to spread out and move you know, mm-hmm. and so then the, the particles aren't bumping up against each other as intensely. Yeah. And there's some relief and relaxation in that way.
1: Yeah. Go knock out some squats. Go knock out so you know, some air squats or some push-ups. Move that energy. I like what you're saying. Like, Recognize that this is just like stuck, trapped energy in your body. So move it. Go, yeah. d- go find ways to move this. Think about right. after a difficult... you
2: can move difficult- it physically. Yeah. I was but- going to say you can move it physically, but you can also move it with your attention. I think that's one of those okay. Jedi skills that, um, you know... Once you learn it, you can do that really well. But you could even just sit there and move it with your attention.
1: Find it, right? Find where that energy is in your body. At that point, a lot of times we're just stuck in our head. Yeah. And, but actually, where is it? Oh, it's in my throat or it's in my chest or it's in my groin or it's in my belly. Yeah. And, and then start to visualize it moving into other areas of the body. I like that. Yeah. Imagine, like, we don't feel this way after an intense workout right Right. because we've we've had a we've 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 been able to expel and move that energy so again come back to this physical component because really what we're up against here is dealing with this tension in our body and if we don't experience this tension then we're not going to get like oh my god what do i do with it right and make to make a dumb decision
2: right i mean this part you know i don't really have an answer like i don't it's it's often not a good idea to go to this person and and talk about it or say something unless you've developed a kind of relationship where, you know, you've kind of stuck your toe in the water and you've each shared some truths with each other and you've seen that it's okay. And you know what I mean? I mean, I think, I think it takes a lot to be able to have that conversation in a way that's effective and isn't going to kind of, what is that like rock the apple cart or, you know, it's like it's Oops, it's uh, a tricky situation.
1: Yeah, and I like this too, is it's not dependent upon, well, I need her response to be a certain way for this to be okay. Yes. I yeah. just want to help. I want to make sure we're, we're 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 not stuffing anything and that we're learning yeah. how to manage this tension and work with it. And I, I like the idea of it, it empowering us and invigorating yes. us and totally. enlivening us instead of, oh, we'll either stuff it or I act out and do something dumb and I'm yeah, fired. Right? I'm and really- I have a
2: client who I'm working with and he said like, God, you know, sometimes I feel like, it's so weird that this woman in my office is taking up so much of my attention. And I'm like, whatever it is, it doesn't seem weird to me. And she's just, she's kind of an archetype for you, right? And so you're getting to practice bringing all of this fear, concern, et cetera. Like then we talk about it in our session. You know, I give him some practices to go back and to be able to have more straightforward conversations, not in the realm of I'm attracted to you, just in the realm of like, oh, I can be a clear and honest, you know, human being with this other person. So we we really get to look at the patterns of I may be a man who holds back or I'm a man who, you know, I don't think I can say what's real for me in the moment. Like we were talking about this, this man was saying like, oh, there's a picture of her. I think it's her boyfriend in her cubicle. And I was like, okay, well, have you asked her? You know, and he said no and he was scared of a couple of things and I was like, Okay, well, so you know, nothing to do with her. What we then get to see is you have a fear of just being straightforward or you know what I mean, of facing like what is here to be talked about. And so again, I think you get to find whatever she represents for you you know, there is a way of like you just said, Oh, I get to be more empowered as I learn more about myself and the ways I hold back and the ways I feel wrong, you know, and then we get to work with that.
1: Yeah. I like that. Like I get to, instead of, Oh my gosh, there she is. I I look at the ground and I run the other way. Mm -hmm. I get to learn how to, how to show up in that place and be more powerful. I get to see her as a human being. I don't have to go and put her down or something in order to feel better about myself better. because I don't feel powerful. Um, yep. there's just, we're starting to point to this other possibility that's there for men when we start to own this energy and learn how to deal with it and also recognize that there's other human beings with their own desires and wants and, exactly. and boundaries. So, um, I love this. I love that you're doing this work. I love that I've been able to support you a bit on this too. Where, uh, if, if somebody's listening to this and they want to get, get more information about you, where do, where do we tell them to go?
2: Yeah. You can go to my website, shaynajamescoaching.com. I'm really working with, I think a new and deeper framework where, you know, sometimes men are feeling powerful in their leadership, but then in love, like, Oh my God, I'm not getting my needs and my affection met. Um, or there's a sense of, wow, I have this really amazing relationship, but in my career, i'm stuck or i'm plateauing or i'm not taking that next step or you know and then i'm i'm finding a lot of men as i get older i'm i'm calling in a lot of men who are like all right i've accomplished some great things in my life and is this all there is you know i want to feel a sense of meaning and purpose and i actually want to leave something after i'm gone and so mm. you know talking more about the realm of legacy so yeah, I feel, I feel excited about supporting men with power in all of these different realms. Right.
1: I love it. I love that you're taking a stand for healthy power, too. There's yes. power has been getting a pretty bad rap lately. So I love that you're flying the flag for that and being such yeah. an ally to me and, and to other men. So thank you so mm. much, my dear. Thank you. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily.
0: Thanks for listening.